This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night at 6.30 and you're listening to Radio City Talk. It can mean only one thing. We are the Fight Disciples. My name is Nick Pete, and we are back with the best of Merseyside's boxing and mixed martial arts action from the last seven days. Now, it's January. We're in a little bit of a rest period right now. There's not a lot going on in the city. Well, not a lot that fight fans can see. Obviously, behind the curtains, you'd only have to rock up to the Everton Hills, which I can see from the studio here at half past six any morning to see all manner of fight camps running up and down, putting that road work in, that all-important road work. The graft is happening right now, people, for our enjoyment in a couple of weeks' time. And believe me, in a couple of weeks' time, we've got some cracking fights coming our way. Once again, this the last seven days has been filled with news in terms of fights being made, confirmations left, right and centre. Last week, of course, we talked about the Amir Khan card that's coming to the Echo Arena and the fact that there's going to be tons of scousers involved there. We mentioned that Sean Masher Dodd from Birkenhead was going to be on there defending his Commonwealth belt against Tommy Coyle. Well, listen, stick with us, man. I've got Masha Dodd is going to be on the show a little bit later to tell us about that fight and to, to get us all excited. Also, this week, added to that bill, Natasha Jonas in her fifth professional fight, Anthony Fowler in his prof- fifth professional fight, and also Scotty Fitzgerald, the super welterweight. So that card for April 21st is building up nicely. I also want to talk about today, of course, or tonight, is uh, is David Price. Any As any Fife fan knows, that's been keeping an ear to the ground over the last week or so. Big Pricey has been offered one hell of an opportunity. The Alexander Povetkin fight. Now, this guy's the number one contender by the WBA for Anthony Joshua's WBA belt. But Anthony Joshua, as we all know, March 31st in Principality Stadium in Cardiff, will take on Joseph Parker in a world title unification fight. So that leaves Alexander Povetkin at a spare part. What Matchroom need to do now is they need to build up this Povetkin fight with AJ by putting him on the undercard. And listen, the calls come in. Our boys accepted. David Price has accepted a fight with Alexander Povetkin for March 31st. However, we can't celebrate just yet. Povetkin's camp out of Russia, they are yet to confirm. I'm going to have Pricey on the show a little bit later to shed a bit of light on the news and hopefully get that confirmation that we need. Come on, if he fights Povetkin, he beats Povetkin. We're talking about AJ next, aren't we, everyone? We'll get straight from the horse's mouth a little bit later on the show. But listen, tonight I want to start... With the main man, I'll be honest with you, this guy, when it comes to getting this guy in a studio, it, I've never had so much difficulty nailing a fighter down. Talk about dedicated. This kid will not give up a strength and conditioning class, even when he hasn't got a fight in the books. Never mind now that he has got a fight in the books. Robbie Davis Jr., my own prospect of the year from 2017. I've got him on the line right now, and we're going to talk about what's set for him. In 2018, let's be honest, 2017 was a tough time for Robbie. So for the first defeat of his career, obviously, um, Robbie Davis Sr. is is far, unfortunately, passed away after a long illness last year as well. We want to put that behind us. We're looking ahead to 2018, and he's joining me right now. Robbie Davis, how you doing, my friend? Listen, I've just explained to our listeners, mate, you're too busy to join us in the studio if it's not a strength and conditioning class, it's a pads class, it's a sparring, and now we've got a fight in the books. I've got no chance of getting you in, have I? No, I nearly caught you yesterday, but we were 10 minutes out of the 
How's, how's it feel, mate, to get, you know, first and foremost, you know, it's always nice to get the new season underway, especially, you know, after 2017. I'm sure you'll be you're looking forward to putting that one behind you. But getting the rematch with Michael Sarawanka as well, a guy who took your undefeated record, of course. For you, that, that's got to be a massive thing. That's a massive statement, isn't it? Yeah, it was a big thing for me at the time to lose me lose me unbeaten record. But I knew at the time I weren't at my best. And I um, there was a lot of things going wrong inside and outside of the ring before the fight and the final preparations. So to get this rematch has been like all I've banged on about to my manager and my team for the last couple of months. And yeah. now that I've got it, it's just a chance what I needed to show everyone it was just a blip. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I watched that fight as you know. I wasn't in Liverpool at the time. I was actually up in Glasgow. I was I was covering the fight up in Glasgow, and I, I caught it on TV. But uh, you know, I, I was grabbing everybody in in the bar I was in in Glasgow, watching the fight, saying, "This is my guy. This is this guy's going to be a this guy's going to be a world champion. This is my prospect of the year. Come on, come and watch him." And and it just didn't happen for you on the night, did it? You just didn't seem no. to be able to get to get clicking. There's a million and one things that went wrong in that fight before and during it. And um, now I can just look back on it and think like I probably shouldn't have been in the ring at the time. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of them now. I just learn from it, and then hopefully I beat them uh, at the end of March, and then I can move on to bigger and better things. And then basically the only thing I'll have lost will be time, really. Yeah. Obviously that that defeat came in July. Uh, it, it's been a tough six six months at the back end of 2017, of course. You know, uh, y- your father, you know, passing away and stuff like that, and um, it must it must be nice, as I say, for you to you know get the new year going, but get it going quick as well. You know, you you haven't had to wait long. It's your, your fight date's right there, March the thirty first. You're ready to go, hundred percent. You know, focused on something that's got to help you psychologically to move forward. Yeah, it's better for me mentally because I know I've got my date already scheduled and um, written in concrete this time. On the back end of the last year, it was. Um, it was like maybe's and ifs and buts about this rematch, and then we were meant to go. We were going to fight straight away in November. Then it was December. Then he um, he asked for an extension on the on the rematch clause because of their personal reasons. Um, so then we could have just took the belt off from there and then, and I could have fought someone else and got me rank on back and things like that, and got me belt back. But I said to my manager Neil. Um, I don't want to beat anyone else for the belt. I want it to be him. Yeah. Like so, we just we give him the extension, and then we got a day, a few dates penciled in, and then once the agreement was made, it came out. It was going to be March thirty first, and we were going to have it in Liverpool because we did have other options to like maybe fight on the Callum Smith on the card in Germany and things like that. But for a rematch of, and it was like it's a, it's a big thing for me. This fight, I thought it was best to do it in Liverpool ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. If you get that option to play to do it on home soil, mate, you, you'd be crazy not to. And this one goes to the BT Convention Centre right next door to the Echo Arena as well. Nice little venue, mate. You know, that's that that's a perfect place, kind of, to warm up for the big room next door, if you like. Yeah, do you know what? I've never actually seen it in person. I've only seen pictures, and things like that, of the arena. But I've got like the seating plan and things like that. Yeah. And like, if all goes well, it's going to be rocking in there. It's like a like a cauldron type type of arena where all the seats go up around yeah. the ring so yeah if anyone doesn't know it, 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 it they don't go 360 around the ring do they it's more like a theater it's more like they, they're up one side like three quarters of the, of the thing and then the ring is at one end of the room is that right it's more like half the side half, or one side like half it's more like it goes like round a bit do you know yeah. what i mean yeah of course and then the ring the ring side seats do go around the ring as well though 
Yeah. Um, March 31st, interesting date now, obviously. Five fans' ears will prick up there. It's obviously the same night Anthony Joshua takes on Joseph Parker down in Cardiff. No qualms about taking on the biggest attraction in British boxing, mate. I love it. <laughs> Do you know what? It hasn't really affected me up to now anyway. Um, and a lot of people already knew it was because I said I already had an idea it was going to be that date anyway. Yeah. The Joshua fight, and I'd mentioned it to a few people, but the people who had mentioned it too, there was how many people are going to travel up to Cardiff anyway oh, for that fight? Yeah, yeah. And the actual fight um, doesn't mix with the time of my fight, I don't think so. Yeah, Joshua fights usually start a bit late, don't they? But the, you know, they're, yeah, near, they're probably, nearer to midnight, won't. really. Yeah, he probably won't be on till half eleven. I'll be well done and dusted by then. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, so where, I don't where, think it does affect anyone. Absolutely. So the question I need to ask then is, where's the after party? Where we, where's the big screen? Where are we going after? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Now you want to see you, about, you lift your belt back above your head and then we go. Where, where are we going to watch the fight? Where are we going to watch I AJ? I don't know. Yeah, it's not sorted yet, but it will be. Absolutely. Maybe. You need to get Neil on that. You need to get Neil sorting that out. Whether we go back to Hilton to a function room, <laughs> one of the bars on the Albert Dock somewhere, we need to sort out some kind of VIP ticket deal where we know. sit ringside for Robbie and then we go and watch it on a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's what it'll be like. We, we have had a few people like saying like you can come here and things like that, but I just I'm trying to get somewhere what's like a venue for mixed age. Do you know what I mean? Not just like a look for the young ages because there's going to be a lot of older people that come and watch me as well. So yeah, I've got to find the right place. Absolutely, there's plenty of hotels around the arena these days, so surely a function room would, would probably be the obvious that's answer. I, you know? <laughs> that's where I'll be going. I'll be just going to bed. <laughs> I'll be making out like I'm coming this party to. Yeah, we'll go mad, and then when I get there, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm going." Exactly. In fact, you're one of those fighters that I never. You never heard about Robbie Davis out on the tiles. You never heard about Robbie Davis having a you know having a bit of a blowout after a fight or anything. You seem no. like you just seem to be hundred percent dedicated to this game and. No, I'm just, I don't do anything else from full time, so I literally, if I'm not in the gym, I'm bored most of the time because your friends and things like that are all in work anyway. Yeah. So, you, what are you going to do? You're going to pile on the streets on your own, so I'd rather just be in the gym. <coughs> Keep course. me young. Yeah, that's it, mate, <laughs> exactly. Talk about keeping you young. How's, uh, how's Tonksy doing? Yeah, he's good, you know. He's... um. He's made up in the gym at the moment. He's just uh, it's peace and quiet for him because there's only a few of us now and um, you can just concentrate on the ones he's got. Yeah. A massive fan of Dave Tonks. He's an absolute diamond of a diamond of a bloke, you know. And uh, obviously, uh, with, with your forays moving forward, and obviously win the continental title, and hopefully we're about to win it back and everything else, uh, you know, for yourself personally, but also for Dave as well. I feel like it couldn't happen to a, a nicer fella who's put so much into the sport. And perhaps hasn't had that moment yet where you think for the years he's worked and for the quality of coach that he is, he probably yeah. he deserves more. You know, he deserves a world champion. This is Joe's birthday today. Just said to him, um, I'll tell your dad to put your picture back on the wall in the living room instead of mine for today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. The uh, in terms of in terms of yourself, then as you say, you, you know, you went into that first fight with uh, Sirawaka last summer with. With just way too much on your plate, matey, I'm sure, you know, and obviously from the outside looking in, of course, there's the situation with your dad at the time, but I'm sure there was there was more than that. Is that what's helped you and made you want to push for the rematch? Because, you know, if you, if you didn't know anything about what went on, if you just watched that fight... Yeah, you just think I'd just been... I'd been you'd just been outclassed. Yeah, 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 of course. Just been pipped at the aspect, but, like, with... With with everything that was going wrong, I mean, like my final preparations, I had like some heavy sparring with some top top world champions, 
And but then the next day after the spas, I woke up with like a bad case of diarrhea, and it just absolutely wiped my body out. But then I've done all the old remedies to get rid of it quickly. This was like fourteen days out. Mm. I got like I was eating like rice and bananas and bread, don't to clog it all up, like mm. or stuff like that. But then. The next week, when I was feeling okay, it took me like a week to get rid of this. We had to have a week without training, just resting. Then the next week, where I would have probably just rested again, I had to go up to London to do all the showboat and stuff in the ring and all stuff like that. Because that's only little 30-second clips and all stuff like that. It felt like, oh, yeah, I'm all right here. Yeah. But then in like the final two days, all that stuff I'd done in the final week or two, eating bread and stuff like that, it messed all my diet up and I'd put pure carbs back on. So then I had like seven, eight pounds take off the night or two before. So that was no good for me. No. Then when I actually got into the fight from like round three, round four, because like someone's hitting your back now, it's not just like doing a little 30 seconds in the ring. I started like sweating really bad and like hyperventilating. And like even when I'm in the corner and my coach and my team are talking to me, I'm just staring into space. I'm just like blank. If you ever look back on the fight, I'm just staring into space, not even paying attention to anyone. Mm. I'm just vague. And then as the, as the fight went on, from like the middle rounds, I was just completely running on empty, just like to some people I might have looked who hadn't seen me before, might have just thought I was doing all right. But me, like my crispness and my sharpness, my power, everything was out, my timing was out. So that's why, like, I, even after the fight, when for procedure, um, where they just take him, took me to hospital, like they stretched me out, but I didn't need to. I could have walked out of there, yeah, yeah. but they just do all the procedures and things like that. Um, they, when they was doing it, they said your kidneys are dehydrated. That seems to be our biggest thing. What we're looking at here, we're gonna have to keep you in on drips. And I was like, what's that caused it? And they were like, it's not caused off the fight anyway. But me personally, I knew it was from the diarrhea. Yeah. I just didn't know it done that bad to me at the time. So. It was like that I was dehydrated and things like that, which all these little things have played a part. And then, obviously, two days before the fight, when I was in London, someone rang me and said, like, your dad's been took into hospital. It's not good. And it, that was it, that was like something the rest of my family tried to keep away from me. But then one of my dad's close friends took it upon himself to ring me, which uh, it wasn't the best idea at the time. It took him upon himself to ring me and tell me all the situation, what had gone on with my dad. So then I was worried about that. So it was just an accumulation of loads of things that could have went wrong at the time. So when like it had all passed and a week or two had gone by, Neil got in touch with me and said, like, how are you feeling and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm feeling better now at this time. I thought they lost me dad now. He never came out of hospital. Yeah. And then um, as Neil had got in touch with me and said, like, hey, what's the plan then? What do you want me to do? Because... Um, we were getting we had, we had other offers on the plate to stay away and things like that because now that I had a dent in me in my armory, people were thought I was vulnerable now or I was beatable. Of course. Because before that, people think you're invincible when you've got an unbeaten record. So no one wants to no one wants to mention your name, but once you get a loss, all of a sudden people start perking up. But uh, I said I said it to Neil because um, I I actually wasn't shying away from some of them fights. Some of them I said, "Look, you're offering me money, why?" Because I flatten them, I don't care, but I'll, I'll, at the the bottom line is that I want the rematch, I want that rematch clause yeah. um, like taken care of because it was already done, but we have to follow it up if we definitely want it because sometimes rematch clauses are made and some fighters, so that lose, yeah. So, yeah, some fighters that lose in the fashion that I did, they just think, oh, 
leave that. I don't want to. I don't want that fight again. Mm-hmm. But I was just banging the drum because he beat me at the finish line when I was sixty, seventy percent. Do you know what I mean? So at a hundred percent with a full camp, and I love my mind mentally better than I was in the first one. I don't see any way he can beat me. He can get fitter. He can get stronger. But for boxing ability, I'm just ten times better than him. Absolutely agree, mate. And as I say, watching at the time, I could I could see something was wrong. And uh, you know, I, I thoroughly expect you to come back, win that belt back on March the uh, March the thirty first, and upwards and onwards for 2018. Great card as well, by the way. Loads of local talent on there. If you're looking for tickets, that's at the BT Convention Centre on March the thirty first. If you have the tickets, check out Robbie on social media. I'm sure there's ticket links on there. Plus, he's absolutely hilarious on social media as well. Check out his Instagram, <laughs> especially. Rob, thanks so much for joining me in stu- uh, join me on the phone, and I will definitely get you in the studio if not before after this fight when we win the belt back. Take care, mate. Speak to you soon. See you soon. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Please stick with us. Coming up next, we've got David Price. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Now, if you heard part one, you obviously heard me tee up the fact that we're going to have David Price on the show. The Povetkin fight has been talked about, it's been rumoured about, but listen... We know Pricey's accepted. We haven't heard anything out of Russia, whether he's accepted or not, but Pricey's joining us on the line right now. Hopefully he can clarify forward. David, March 31st, are we going to Cardiff? It's, it's looking like we are, Nick. It's um, a matter of just waiting for the contract to be sent to us. Now, uh, the last of it this morning, so it looks like it's a goer. Brilliant. Uh, uh, obviously, you've you come out publicly and said, that, you know, I've been offered this fight and I've accepted it. I haven't heard anything out of the Povetkin camp yet. Are we confident they're going to sign it at their end? It looks like now. I mean, initially, my, my fear was that I'd been offered the fight and they knew nothing about it. That that was after, you know, after being made up to get the offer and, and accepting. I then started thinking, I wonder if these know anything about it. He's not fought, you know, we fought in December, he may be carrying an injury or whatever. Um, but now it's, it's looking likely, yeah. So um, all systems go, hopefully, when he can uh, get the contracts across and, and get it announced, hopefully. Sensational. Povetkin, of course, is, is still the number one contender with the WBA, one of the belts that Anthony Joshua holds. So all goes to plan. You're, you're unsafe the number one contender at the WBA, then surely that puts you in pole position for a shot at the belt? Surely it will, yeah. I mean, this opportunity just come from, from nowhere, Nick, um, to be honest. And I wasn't expecting, I was on the phone talking to my manager and we, you know, we were talking about putting a show on um, in the Olympia, MCK, you know, an eight-rounder to, to carry on me rebuilding the um, programme type of thing because... Yeah. Um, I want to try and regain my form and get a bit of momentum before going into a, a, a decent fight. But when something like this knocks on the door, you, you've got to answer. You know, I can't, I can't turn it down. It was too, too good to turn down the, the chance to beat someone like him and put myself in, a, in an unbelievable position. And I just, just believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this fight. You know, it's just... Um, not, not even because I'm the better fighter, because if you look at the facts, he'd be better people than me. You know, we won an Olympic gold medal, but upsets happen in sport, and I believe this is this has come to me for the reason. You know, and I've just got to trust it to happen, and I, and I do believe it's going to happen. So I, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy 
the build up enjoy enjoy everything and embrace it you know this um, I've got 10 weeks to prepare I was already in the gym anyway and it was the first time in years where I've, I've been given a, a, a full training camp to, to get ready for it I mean the last fight last year against Christine Hammer the Vekins beat actually on points yeah. um, that last fight you know the training didn't go well at all for them I think if if I had done another they beat him and I'd have probably had the Vekin chance anyway yeah look um, it, it's it's great and it's just coming from nowhere, so I'm, I'm extremely grateful and, and really going to embrace it. Absolutely, I, I, I get why it's been made as well. I think when I initially when I heard it, I thought that doesn't sound like the right fight for Pricey after speaking to you um, after that after the win that you had uh, in December over Sokolowski, and you were saying, you know yeah. what, I'm quite prepared to go back to British title level. It's a slow process, I'm, but I understand. An opportunity like this, it may never come again. So you, you, you literally can't turn it down. And I also get in the aftermath, I kind of sat back and thought, you know what, it makes absolute sense because, you know, on paper, let's let's be honest, on paper, Pavekin's just beat Christian Hammer. Christian Hammer had a, a win over yourself. So they yeah. say, say to Pavekin, listen, David Price, British, domestic, everybody knows him, Olympic medalist, everything else. This is a perfect fight for you, Alexander, to announce yourself to the British audience on AJ's undercard, which sets up a fight with AJ. Then the flip side of that is, everything goes to plan. You knock this kid out, then they've got Matchroom have also got the other sell of going, okay, well, there's the two British uh, super heavyweight medalists who can now go head-to-head. So from a matchmaking perspective, it just makes absolute sense. It does, yeah, and from my own perspective again, the position that, that when we spoke about, you know, British level and everything else, I mean, that 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 was tactical as in, you know, for my career and making the right, the right progress to come back. But also, I, I, was, I didn't want to get my hopes up at any higher as well. I had to be realistic and say, well, do you know what? I don't really, I'm not going to start hoping for a big fight to knock on the door because it likely won't happen anyway. So I wanted to avoid any, any getting my hopes up anyway and any disappointment. And, in doing so, this has been a complete surprise. Um, and as far as the matchmaking is concerned, on my part, I go into this fight with absolutely everything to gain, everything, nothing at all to lose. You know, if it, uh, if it was to lose the fight, nothing's changed. I'm in the same position that that I was in before the fight, and it's just, it's just I've never been in this type of position before, where I'm a, I'm a huge underdog. But the the upside is massive. You know. Um, it's about the upside of, of, of if I win, it's a life-changing opportunity. And, you know, like, like I said before, upsets do happen in life and in sport. Underdogs can come out on top. And you're talking about, yeah, he's beat Christian Hammer. He's beat, he's beat better opponents than I've been. And he's been like a world champion of some sort, like a regular champion or whatever. So we lost to Klitschko. Yeah. But, but still, you know... Anything can happen, and I, and I really believe it's going to. It's someone's give, someone's give this to me, and I just have to take it, and that's what I intend to do. Uh, rubbish what I say and laugh at it, but I just trust that this is going to happen for me. And uh, all, all the hardship I've been through, and all, all the the disappointment, it's leading to this, to this, you know, and it's going to redeem everything. Absolutely, and as you say, it, it sounds it, maybe we're getting romantic, but it just seems like the journey you've been on, the adversity that you've had to put up with, you know, all these defeats that you've had against, let's be honest, proven drug cheats, and unfortunately, 
you know, let's not paper over the cracks here. Pavekin is himself a, a, a proven drug cheat as well. Unfortunately, that's the state of affairs with heavyweight boxing right now. And it, it just seems like if you're going to do it, you're going to do it against another cheat because that will yeah. kind of put the cherry on the cake of what you've oh, had yeah. to come through. What a story. What a story. And it's okay to be romantic, Nick. Don't worry about being romantic, mate. You know, this is what likes about stories, underdog stories. And that's why, like, you, you can afford to be a little bit, bit corny about it as well at times, you know, because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to believe that this is, this is fate, you know? Yeah. Um, and because... I'll take that into the fight, and that can, that, can, that can be a lot to take in with me. Um, it can be a very powerful tool, of course. Because it can be, and, and I'm not just going off, off chance either, because I do believe I've got something that can that can beat them, and that's that's the power that yeah. I've got to carry with punches. And I'm going to be going in there to, to knock this fella out. I'm not going to be going in there to try and, to try and survive. And that's why the fight has been made as well, you know. That, that's, uh, that's why this guy asked for the fight. Because they know it'll be dramatic. Yeah. That was the word said to me by Adam Smith. Um, because I will not come to this fight to try and survive 12 rounds. I, I'm going to get in there and empty the tank. And in tune. Absolutely. It's still there, just losing you for a second. I can hear you. Go on, mate. That's much better now. Just just tell us about that belief again. Yeah, just saying there, you know, the. This, I've got this belief that it's going to come off for me because I'm going to get in there and I always do anyway but I'm nearly going to get in there and go for this fella um, I'm not going to try and survive and, and get rounds out and, and fiddle them about so the, the, the drama's going to be there you know, be able to hurt me but I'll be able to hurt him and it's, um, the, the preparation's going to go fantastic as well you know, my last fight I was concentrating on moving my feet again and you know trying to be a bit more on the back foot, just trying new things out like you can in that type of fight. But in this fight, you know, I want to do what, what got me to where I got to um, before I had a bit of unfortunate luck and that's just going all out to, to do some damage and that's what people want to see. So I'm excited. Absolutely. And one person that does know how much damage you can create, obviously we've seen it as in his press conference last week, Anthony Joshua uh, mentioned there, you know, I think Joe Parker's camp was trying to say you've, you've been uh, knocked, you've been stopped three times. And he, he, he cleared that up and said, no, I was stopped on my feet in the, in the European Championships. I was put down by Klitschko, but got up to win. The only man to ever knock me out and, and see me carry out the ring pretty much was, was David Price. And it, do you think that was the moment, that was kind of the, the catalyst moment where Matchroom went, let's get him on the undercard, let's make this happen? what it may well have been that's all it takes you know it, it got my name back out there and um, what, what he was saying is that there's no shame in, in that happening with someone like myself um, which there isn't yep. so yeah I'd imagine imagine it may well have because it had the story Joseph Parker team were, were bringing my name up um, a few times so it, it's always good to get your name out there especially with such a high profile fight happening and, and it, it's opened the door for me something that happened years ago in the gym um, it just shows you that you know everything that happens can can lead to something later on. Every every little turn. So um, yeah, it probably did have, have a big factor in. And, and you know, what one of the things I can hang on to and, and use for, for my own uh, motivation. Ten years ago, Nick, when I went to Beijing, I got thrown against the, the Russian number one. You know, uh, you remember it well. And 
no one really gave me a chance in that fight. No. And look what happened. So I've been here before, and and that that can draw confidence from that 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 it's I can achieve it anyway. You know, it is. I am capable of doing it. Um, ten years later, no, it will just be the icing on the cake to, to do it as a professional and put myself in a position to, to like you know a life changing a life you know change my life. You know. Absolutely. When you started out on this professional journey, obviously I've been there every step of the way with you. Nine years ago now, we couldn't have predicted back then what a bizarre and strange and crazy road this would be. No, not at all. It's been, um, uh, you know, just been ups and downs, and you know, the last four years have been have been stop start disappointment. You know, since. It hasn't been great, and, and like I've said, I've said it before last week. Um, there has been times why, why, when I questioned why I'm still doing this, you know, and, and I couldn't really find an answer because, um, especially at this stage, well, I'm not, not wasn't carrying on for the money because no money in it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but but someone was making me carry on, and, and I think it was the fact that I thought I owed it to myself to at least go out on the terms where I was in 100% condition and if I had no excuses and I'd hold my hands up and, and, and go from there, you know. Um, so now, and, and it's, it's, it's like it's like this could be the reason why I've kept doing it. Yeah. You know, and it, it, as you keep saying it, it, as you mentioned the word romantic, and yeah, everything I'm saying sounds like this. And yeah. like, like I'm trying to be over the top with all that, but it's just it's just all, all making sense a little bit for me now. So, just got to believe it and go with it, which I am. Um, just just uh, exciting times. So we get this contract across and it's signed, sealed, and then, then I can deliver, can't I? Absolutely. It's all about delivering. And uh, The next 10 weeks, are you looking forward to 10 weeks of pain with Derry and, and George uh, and, and Joe Mack? I'm sure they're going to put you uh, through the ringer. Yeah, they will be. They will be. I mean, uh, it's 10 weeks out and, and I'm already in decent shape anyway so it, it, you know, about being sensible as well and not overcooking it but yeah you know there's experience there to, to make sure that doesn't happen uh, I think quality sparring is going to be key for me as well every, every performance where I've, where I've really performed it's come off the back of top quality sparring mm-hmm. um, so they can get good sparring for this sometimes you, you can manage to get a better sparring partner than your opponent I'm not going to manage that for this fight I don't think yeah. but um, I'll try and get as close as possible and I'm going to go yeah I'm going to go to the well in this training camp um, and, and, and then just get in the ring and slush for me trust myself and trust for the right the results to come up absolutely and you know what if if anybody deserved it from what you've been through in this sport mate it's absolutely 100% you you know I think I speak for every single fight fan in this city and in this country that you know the, the adversity that you've come through and the, the number of cheats that have still got you know that have still got marked up your record with losses and yet they haven't been overturned it's a travesty and if there is such thing as the, the boxing gods out there the fight gods then surely they've got to look down on you on March the 31st because as you say a knockout that night in Cardiff that's a, that, that's a life changing punch because we know what comes next we know what comes after that it's the big riches it's the big time and then you know who knows who knows what the end of 2008 could bring for you my mate I know mate who knows poetic justice it be this wouldn't it that's absolutely what it is. Absolutely. Listen, great speaking to you. I'll definitely get down to gym and catch up with you during fight camp Jeez, over mate. the next 10 weeks. And uh, all the very best. Thanks, mate. All the best.
You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City's Talks. Stick with us. Coming up next, we've got Masha Dodd. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you've only just joined me, where have you been? You've missed Robbie Davis, you've missed David Price. We've been talking about massive fights for people from around this city, around this waterways, so you know what I'm getting at. I teased him in part one of the show. He joins me now on the line. We're going to talk about his latest Commonwealth title defence coming up, the Echo Arena, April 21st. I am, of course, talking about the one and only Sean Masher Dodd. How are you doing, my mate? Right, Nick. Love the intro, mate. <laughs> How's things, mate? You okay? Yes. Yeah, You're always on, smiling, Mash. That's what I love about you. You've always got a smile on your face. We're a few weeks out now, mate. Uh, oh, what, what stage of camp are we in already? April twenty first. Where, where are you right now? Have you started your sparring yet? Is it too early for all that? Um, well, I've been I've been taking over and stuff um, in training anyway. The last last couple of weeks, been doing bits of sparring with my mate Lee Mikey Quinn. He's fighting tenth of March in the BT in the Echo Arena on a Steve Wood show. So um, I've been been training with Lee. We've been having me around sparring. I've been training, taking over. But as you say, maybe we'll just take over for now, and then when the time's right, we'll step it up, mate, and um, and you know, and, and go through the gears then in camp. So at the minute, we're just at a base level, mate, just enjoying things. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Coyle, of course, your next opponent for Commonwealth belt. I think on paper, from a, from a neutral fan, fight fan perspective, this is going to be a belter, isn't it? This is a cracker. Yeah, it is, mate. Um, but f- f- first announced, I, um, I I just didn't... Um, I, I was someone to do, to be honest. I was I was coming in with the baby. And uh, I was calling him. I'm just in Mark and Spencer. Just getting the suit. Sorry, mate. I love it. <laughs> The world's changed. See, this is Masha, the superstar now. Listen, leave your little and your Asda behind. We're all about the Marks and Spencers now. I love it. I mean, Mark, he's getting me suit, mate. Yeah, I love the suit from here. Um, I, yeah, I was calling in with my lad, calling in his thanks, mate, calling in him. And, and I've seen the suit from Eddie and I was just like, oh, my God. I was just, you know, ecstatic. When, 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 when it was first talk, I, just, I always thought, you know, Tommy Coyle wanted to fight me, you know. What, what, what's this world coming to? You know what I mean. But obviously, I'm not realising the uh, not realising the stature of, of where I'm at and what I'm doing. But you know, if Tommy Coyle wants to fight me, then it just shows you that I've got something. Yep. And it's big. You know what I mean? Because he's no more Tommy. He's, he's he's been around the block. He's been there and done it. Um, and he's he's always been boxing now for a long time. I think he made his professional debut when I. The same year, 2009, when I just stepped into the gym. So um, he's been at it for a long time, fighting as a professional, hard fights, uh, been in some good company. So he doesn't want to be in there now just, just for the sake of it. He wants to be in there and he wants to come away with, with some big things. So I've got them things and uh, that's what he's coming for. So I'm just, I'm just honoured to be you know, in the mix with Tommy Coyle. Tommy Coyle, he's been watching with me, mate. He's just sit up and I sit up and watch the boxing. He's watching... <laughs> watching Tommy Coyle now fighting him. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It, it is mad when you, when you describe it like that. But then it's it, it it's also good that you you know you're able to find you know you would appreciate what you've got. You know you yeah. you this is this is this is not your first defense. You didn't fluke this belt. You earned this belt the hard way. This yeah. you, this is your second defense of this belt. You are established as the Commonwealth lightweight champion. You know you yeah. need to try and put yourself back. You know give yourself a little bit more of a pat on the back to go. You know what. 
I've worked hard yeah. to get here and I deserve to be here and bring on the Tommy Coyle to this world because I ain't looking below, I'm looking up. Yeah, of course, mate. I, uh, a part of me, you know, is saying Tommy stepped down because of his previous um, losses. So, he, 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 you know, he needs this fight to step back up. Whereas I'm on the rise. I'm moving forward and stepping up each time. And, uh, and I want to carry on this journey and Tommy's in my way. And, you know, I come through this on, on the 21st and beat Tommy in, in, in good fashion as well. I've got to, you know, I believe I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. And then I, I, I move on to the next next stage in, in, in my career and, and the, the next level. Yeah. As you say, Tommy's another level. He's another step up for me. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm looking forward to coming through the challenge and showing again what I've learned and what I've improved on and how, how better I'm getting each time. Masha versus Boom Boom. It sounds like some kind of Japanese monster movie or something, doesn't it? It sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. In, t- in, in terms of of yourself, then you know, are you still finding? This is what this is what we always get with you, Mash. It seems like everybody, certainly your opponents, and I think the rest of you know British boxing undervalues you as an athlete, undervalues you as a fighter. I think so yeah. many people look at your style and go, "I can beat that. I can beat that." But then they get yeah. in there and they find out that. Masha's way is not the easy way. It is the no. hard way. Yeah, that's it. Um, I've I've always oh yeah. Um, any anywhere. Um, now do there, love. Sorry, I'm just. Do you know what? Get I'm the even getting, our ladies even bringing me sheep to my table for me, love. Unbelievable. <laughs> Listen, the days of Birkenhead market are long gone, mate. That's it. The, yeah, where's the yeah. limo? Is they bring the limo round now? Masha's yeah. ready to go. <laughs> Thanks, love. Oh yeah, um, but um, what was we what was we saying then? <laughs> <laughs> before before you were rudely interrupted by your uh, by one of your staff there, we yeah. were we were yeah. saying that you know so many boxers uh, certainly domestically, you know everyone you seem to face seems to go, yeah, I'll easy beat this fella. But I've been watching That's him. It. His style his style's easy. It's easy to break down. But until he get in there, you, you, you have this. Them. Yeah, they realise then no. that they just can't live with you. Well, to be honest, like all fights previous to the stalker fight, um, you know, I, I get in there and it's been, like you said before, it's my fitness and me, I'm, you know, me, me athleticism. Mm-hmm. I've, worked, I've worked really hard down at peak performance, doing the crossfit there with the lads. I really put myself in some dark places because I know I'm not as talented um, and gifted as most of these lads who've been boxing all their lives. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's been short and sweet for me. So, but one thing I do know is fitness will always be talent, um, or hard work will always be talent. So, I work tremendously hard, I really do. And in the meantime, I, I mean, you've been going by. I've been also working a little bit on, on you know, boxing, <laughs> technical boxing, um, <laughs> with the coaches, Danny Kelly and Sean Sodden. Yeah. Um, prior to the, uh, the stalker fight, I thought, well, he's, a, he's an out-and-out boxer, but on a big stage. Maybe this is the time where I can actually show a couple of strings to me bow that I can box when when needed. And, uh, you know, boxing is easy. It's fighting is hard. So, yeah. of course, I'll, I'll try and box him, see how we go, see how we get on. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll just do what I'm good at and whatever I'm always prepared to do. And that's just go in and fight a bloody, a bloody battle. Yeah. And... Um, I boxed him, mate, and it was just got. And as the fight went on, it was getting easier and easier and easier. And I was just like, you know, <laughs> this is this is how the old old fighters when they box, but this is this is the easy way. Yeah. So uh, 
enjoyed and it just showed that I can do it on a big stage, mate. Right? So, um, you know, with Tommy now, he's, he's always a fighter, he's a good boxer as well. So I know that I can do both. I've done against the Rangers Southport. Tommy's a little bit shorter than, than Tom Stalker. So um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. And I know I can box, I know I can fight. Um, so whatever Tommy thinks, I believe I'll have the answers for it, mate. I really do. Absolutely. And it's nice to have uh, nice to have Amir Khan on your undercard as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. let, let's, let's, let's say it how it is, mate. You know, when, when the boys come over from Birkenhead, it will yeah. be the Sean Dodd show. It won't be the Amir Khan show. So, you know, let them come out the jungle. You know, multiple-time world champion, fought all over the world and everything else. Get on, get on Masha's undercard, son, yeah. We'll look after you. That's it, and we'll, we'll help them get back in the mix of things, mate, <laughs> with, with, with a fantastic atmosphere. But also, I, you know what, as well, honest to God, the amount of support they've even got, you know, from Liverpool, the lads yep. over the water. Um, honest, mate, I, 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 I do the majority of the training in Liverpool, you know, peak performance, and then obviously the cryotherapy. So uh, I want to thank all the lads as well, and, 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 and ladies, and kids, and granddads, and grandmas, you know, everybody that supports me from Liverpool uh, and and then um seem to be and beyond now, you know, you know, well getting support from from you know, London and Scotland and you know, all across the country now it's a bit retired. So I just want to thank everyone for the for the continued support. It's, uh, it's unbelievable to think, you know, I'm getting supported by so many from so far. I, mean, so, I think it's just because you've you've captured the imagination of this entire region. You know, let's be honest. You know, you, you didn't turn pro as a former amateur star. You didn't turn pro as an Olympic medalist. You didn't even turn pro with a, a big promoter and a TV deal and everything else. You've had to graft and graft and graft. Yeah. And then when you've had the opportunity, and let's face it, you were brought in as an opponent on a big Echo Arena card. You brought the show. You brought the show with you. You turned yeah. up the press. You get the game. This is the beauty of it, Mash. You get this as sports entertainment. You've got yeah. to, to entertain the fans. You've got to do it in the ring, but you've also got to work hard outside of it. And I don't think anyone in this city, you know, potentially maybe Tony Bellew, but there's no one that works as hard as you to, to make it happen. And whether that's having a laugh, whether that's fun, it doesn't matter. You're engaging with people and people love that. Here's right. Yeah, you just nail on the head, mate. I take it serious. I understand everything. I understand we're athletes, but we're also we're paid entertainers. That's what we come under. And if we don't entertain, people don't want to know. Yep. So, you know, we entertain. And, and, and the beauty of it, <laughs> none of it's that. Yeah, you just have to as a brush anyway. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just me, mate. You know what I mean? I'm just, but what it is, I accept who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? I accept that, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, um, Stephen Hawkins is that his name? We're, we're not on him. Yeah, you know, you know I accept him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid, but I'm, but, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not super clever. I am a bit daft, and I enjoy it. I embrace, embrace it. it. Yeah. I embrace it. Yeah, I, uh, I have a laugh if it's sit over. I laugh, you know, if I do something great, I go, wow, well done. You know what I mean? I expect it to do both. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just embrace who I am. I accept who I am, and I just live life to the fullest. I enjoy it. You get one shot at life, mate. There's no rewind. Uh, there's no pause. There's no playback. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a running clock. So uh, I make the most of every moment, every opportunity. Um, you know, and I, li- I live life to, to be laughing, to have some fun. Um, 
And that's it, mate. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And that's all you can do, can't you? Well, that's it. And as I say, you know, you're fortunate enough that you've got a beautiful family as well. You know, you, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't be in a happier place. But in terms of this boxing game then, come on. You know, a couple of years ago, if I'd have said, you're going to be Commonwealth champion and make a couple of defences, and you're going to be, <laughs> Amir Khan's going to be on your undercard at the Echo Arena. You, you'd have literally thought I was round the bend. Yeah. But, but we're yeah. here now, we're doing it now, we're established now. You're the established Commonwealth champion. Surely we're not going to defend this forever. You know, no. At the end of the day, once Tommy Cole's taken care of, with all due respect, Mr. Commonwealth yeah. champion, we're going to move on. Yeah, of course, mate. Um, you know, since it started, you know, the, the book, you know, the secret and... Um, Sort of believing in things that that you want and and anything can be achievable. I've sort of you know my, my mentality the past couple of years, as you know, it obviously it took a couple of years to develop into this mindset that I, I feel unstoppable in anything I want to do and anything I want to achieve. Um, you just got to just go for it and, and you know put everything on the line to achieve it. And them them things take great sacrifices. And that's something I'm not scared of doing. I'm not scared of sacrificing, um, you know, family time with the kids, with my mum, my dad, my brothers and sisters and stuff. Because I am close to my family. We, I have a great family and we are close. But I sacrifice massively to achieve the things that I want to achieve, that I want to do, that, that I want to do. And um, now I am focused on reaching the top. And the top, I'm not saying like becoming a world champion. The top is just being the best I can be. Yeah. And at, at the minute, the common, being a Commonwealth champion doesn't feel like that's the best I can be. It feels that that's only a part of what I'm going to be. Um, so whether we go European next, which I, I've already beat, well, the the reigning European champion um, previous to who it is now, is it that Tati or someone, mm-hmm. was Petira, and I beat Petira in the defence of the WBC. Yeah, so yeah. I've got the minerals to beat him, and, and I beat him with no, no um, fo- video footage or nothing. And I do like to study my fighters, the ins and the outs, even the interviews, the personality, everything. And um, you know, so you know, if it, if it becomes uh, European and that's the top, so be it. But if it's not, which I don't think I'm near, near anywhere near the, 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 the best I can be, yeah. then it's obviously the next step up the Europeans is world. So um, we always become world, and you know, it's me, you know what I mean. But all I'm saying is. I'm not there yet, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And listen, the only person that puts barriers and puts limits and puts ceilings on your accomplishments or what your potential success is, is you. You're the yeah, only person exactly. that can do that. And it's it's great yeah. to hear you talking like that because it reminds me, honestly, a couple of years ago, uh, pretty much the same conversation with Tony Bellew. When he first turned yeah. probably he just wanted to win the British. He, just, he said, I just want to be the best in Britain, Nick. I just want to prove I'm the best in Britain. And then it was yeah. like, okay, now I want to be the best in Europe. If I'm just the best in Europe, that I'd be happy with that. That'd be amazing. And then he was like, yeah. what if we became world champion? Because, listen, I, and he says exactly the same thing you just said. At the time, he was going, I know I'm not the best light heavyweight cruiserweight in the country. Technically, I'm not the best boxer. I'm certainly not the best boxer out of this city. But I'm willing to graft for it. I'm willing to work for it. And I'm willing to yeah. not put it and to go, I'll try that next. And if I do it, I'll do it. And that's why, if you look at Bellew's record, when he did have upsets or the draws or whenever he got dropped, he always had an immediate rematch with that fighter because his mentality was, well, if I can't beat this guy, I can't be a world champion. So I've got yeah. to prove the point and beat him for his own sense of accomplishment to go, do you know what? Okay, and now I am ready for the next step. And you're in exactly the same boat, I say. The only person right. that puts limits on you is you, my friend. Commonwealth yeah. title... We start 2018 with it. By the end of 2018, 
who knows who knows where we could be. Who Super knows, exciting mate. time. Listen, we're all yeah. on the master the master gravy train in this city and the greatest <laughs> my dad, by the way, I've got to mention it, my dad Tony is the biggest master Dodd fan, by the oh, way. Amazing. He, he amazing. almost cl- listen, I was at the Echo Arena with him. He almost climbed into the ring and throttled Terry <laughs> O'Connor when you got robbed against Scotty Cardle oh, when you were man. coasting towards a point win. So I had oh, to get that man. little mention in there for me, Dad. Yeah. But listen, we're back, oh. matey. It's happening. 21st yeah. of April. We're back in camp. Masha's coming yeah. to the Echo Arena. Amy is on the undercard. Get your tickets now. And we'll see you all there at the Echo Arena. <laughs> yeah, Lovely speaking it. to you. Been a, been a pleasure, mate. And thanks to your dad as well, mate. Of course. Amazing. Honest. Much love, respect from yourself family and everyone made team Masha boom by eight baby that's it take care Mash. speak to you <laughs> soon you've care. been listening to Peace Fight well. Disciples on Radio City Talk and we will catch you next week thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes